What is up? Welcome to the Ted Jones World Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Jones, alongside... Peter Moran! Did you shave today for the episode? Uh, I shaved Saturday. So you look Friday. like a, a little bit younger. Do you yeah. feel younger? I do I'd look... i like two or three years. I do look younger when I am when yeah. I don't have like the mustache going, the, okay. the beard going. Uh, you know, I just kind of did it. I'm, I'm always mixing good. up. I, I might like you better like this. You know, this like is a little bit cleaner. I can see your face. Yeah, I'm less hitting. Hair is looking good. Bro, you look fucking good today. I, I let's appreciate just, let's it. Let's just, yeah. uh, you know, get that out there. I'm wearing last night's clothes, so hey, thank you. Know, you. <laughs> even though you're drinking coffee with probably whole milk in it, oh, yeah. um, you still look good today. So um, that's definitely number one on the agenda, me letting you know that. <laughs> so on the way appreciate over it. here, how was your how was your little journey? Uh, well, sailing, no stories to tell. Well, on the way over here, uh, I, I took a long route and I saw a New York Burger Co. And okay. I took a picture and I was like, I'll be back there because I, I still care about meat. That's really the only notable thing that happened on my walk other than me stopping in a bookstore and them being cash only and me not being able to purchase a book. But it's cash fine. Cash only in a bookstore? Yeah, cash only in a bookstore. What was that, like a, a street vendor bookstore? Nah, you know how bookstores are always kind of like a little hole in the wall out yeah. here? Yeah. Uh, it was kind of that vibe. It was a little bit... <sighs> I was a little bit outclassed in that bookstore, though, if we're being honest. Like, like I like to read stuff that's a little bit intellectual at times. You know, I pride myself in that. But, like, I was a little bit outclassed. It, it, those books were a reach for me. Yeah, it, it's weird, though, because, like, you figured people these days, especially in the New York City, the rent's just so darn high. I yeah. mean, you want to get as much business as you can. You'd think. You know? So, like, why wouldn't people just even start accepting Venmo? It was, you didn't go yeah. to the Strand, though, right? No, like, I, was, I don't know. I don't know where I was, to be honest. The Strand is like an enormous bookstore that Uh, they've been trying to save for years just because like people aren't reading books as much anymore in terms of like being hard copies, you know? It's true. And then you just get it on Amazon if it's it's convenient. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know how I feel. Right. It's, uh, I think they just don't want to pay taxes. That's whenever someone's cash only, I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, you got it. It's you with the IRS. Yeah. That's not my problem. And like, dude, like, let's be real. People are our age are not really carrying cash that much anymore. You know, paying taxes. Yeah. dude. (laughs) Like, I mean, we'll carry a five in our pocket if we know we're going to be on like an afternoon stroll and we might want a hot dog or you want a soda (laughs) from that guy. Maybe Mr. Softies in the mix. That's the only time you'll have cash. More and more like phone is everything you know the phone wallet that's my vibe so like for me to carry cash it's a little bit weird because i'm not a wallet guy if i were a wallet guy yeah i'd keep a 20 on me at all times just in case you know but that's not really the way i'm rolling these days right i I mean you have a what's it called the smart smart ish what's the what's your phone case called uh smartish yeah yeah smartish (laughs) you can what put like a couple of credit cards in there and yeah and some cash also uh no not really just stuff and stuff and cash in there yeah interesting so um peter i was on the street today briefly before um i like homeless like you didn't have a home on the street you know what i really enjoy you know when like supers or like building managers or whatever just spraying down the street Mm -hmm. with like a big hose oh yeah and then you're like probably 20 feet away and then they stop spraying yeah I, that's a gentleman move, man. They I, always I've do never, it. I've never had an issue with anybody spraying the, the sidewalk. They, they always, always know. do it. They it's cut crazy. it close sometimes, they but do. they always know. Yeah, like you're like ready to get upset about like your, the bottom yeah. of your jeans getting wet. Right. Am and I going to have to wait here? cut it out. Yeah. yeah. No? It's pretty impressive. I've never run into a building manager super or whoever the heck is spraying down the sidewalk. It looks kind of fun, too. Issue. It does. You know what's messed up, though, in the Chipotle that's like right over here in my neighborhood? They just sometimes will throw like whatever, whatever food they have at the end of the day that hasn't been eaten. They'll just throw it on the street and then hose it down. So like you'll just see, 
don't know, man, like pounds of rice and beans like uh, on the side of the street. It's a weird move. I'm like, how is New York City letting you do this? Just burrito bowls just yeah. floating around and with it's nobody so sad, eating. man, like wasting food these days, I tell you. It's really crazy, like the amount of food just that's oh, wasted. Yeah. Even like scrolling on TikTok, you see Dunga Donuts throwing out no joke, like 200 donuts a day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that used to be a thing happening, happening in the dumpsters, grabbing <laughs> the extra donuts. You in, used to do that? In college. No way. It was so weird because I had this one friend who like, you know, in college, everyone, even if they come for money or not, like pretty much everyone's broke in college. They might be. It's crazy. Everyone is broke. Most people are in debt. And uh, but but I had this one friend who like he drove like a BMW like he should not. He did. If anyone in college had money, it would have been this guy. But he was all about the like. Dude, you can get a free Slurpee on Seven Eleven. You let's yeah, go like, to IHOP. Oh, They're doing free pancakes. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we can. Uh, and and he was the guy that's like, yeah, we're gonna go to Dunkin' Donuts right after twelve o'clock. And you see when they put the bags out, it's totally safe. It's totally clean. We can get them. It's like the do- the donut is ninety nine cents, and you drive a BMW, and yeah. you're nineteen years old. But maybe that's how we got the Beamer. Is yeah, exactly. <laughs> saving money. Saving money so you know, by eating trash donuts. Yeah, eating out the trash. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Peter, you and I both uh, got back into the mix this weekend, as they say. Uh, yes, you sir. had a show yesterday. Whereabouts? SUNY, I know you kept saying, but like, yeah. where SUNY? Stand Up New York. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. That's why I got such a New Yorker. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so, Peter was saying that he had a show at SUNY. Yeah. S-U-N-Y. And I'm obviously aware of the the comedy club on the Upper West Side, Stand Up New York. Correct. But when you said S-U-N-Y, I literally thought you like went up to Oswego. Yeah. <laughs> like a four-hour drive Just, or something like that. You're like, yeah, you know, it's a little bit of a trek, but it was a great mic. Yeah. I was like, all right, Yeah, I'm dude. going to colleges <laughs> for a mic. Yeah, literally. Uh, yeah. So I had a show at Broadway Comedy Club. I saw a handful of... Of you guys there, maybe it was like around ten. Um, I was very, That's very pleased with the your cup um, and your palms. Yeah, with the uh, with the amount of people that came by and showed support. So the, that was very cool. I did like a five minute set. Uh, was I a little bit nervous beforehand, Peter? I was. I bet you were. I was. You know, it's been like a year and a month, or a year and two months since I had gotten up on stage. It's that month, and um, I think that like I've slowly was getting things together as the set was. Um, you know, as as the set was going on, like minute by minute, but I mean, it's all about reps, bro. You yeah. know, like you just become way less nervous when you put in reps. You know what I mean? And like you know exactly like the jokes that you're going to tell. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, it's just like riding a bike, but some people suck at riding bikes. Yeah, that's, some people need the training wheels. That's that's how I feel. I mean, it's been I I feel better every time I'm back on stage, and I think there's going to be an opportunity in like the next couple of weeks for me to get like a real rhythm. And uh, you know, I'm I'm excited, dude. I'm riding again. I'm I'm feeling good about myself as a person because I'm up there on stage. And uh, you know, I'm living a bit more of a life, which which is essential to having new material, new bits. Is like, oh, I actually have life experiences. Uh, so so that you know, it's all coming together. So speaking of, I guess we'll talk about life experiences. Did you have any, I guess, stories or anything mm-hmm. odd happen yesterday at the show, or like was it mm-hmm. just a pretty you know good amount of people? And everything went uh, as planned. It was pretty, yeah. It, nothing, nothing crazy happened at that. It was, it was more after afterward, like just being out in New York today. Like I, I think I said this like two weeks ago. I was like, wow, the city is like back. Like you see, uh, 
you, you see the the kids from NYU like stumbling all over the sidewalk. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's way more vomit on the streets yeah. than there used to be. But there were just swarms out last night. It was crazy I how many that, people like, during, were out there during the day too. You know, like the absolutely day drinking wherever the, wherever whatever bar is open. I just feel like there was a swarm of packed kids. the place like, packed generation. everyone. And yeah. East of it, like I'm on St. Mark's. You cannot move. There are so many people. It was like landlocked with bodies. It was like going to a sports event, just walking outside. Uh-huh. It was crazy. I went um, I went to a friend's rooftop and uh, another, like, you know, it was a community rooftop, like anyone who lived on the building there. And I bump into like some other comic I know who who happened to be there because he had some friend over there. Nice. Like, uh, I, I buy some Adderall from him. I go, <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, censor. Uh, <laughs> I go, I leave that place and i'm walking home and two random women come up to me on the street like hey do you want to do poppers with us right now nice oh my god and you did it you I, standing I did on the corner of the street <laughs> and they're like yeah let's let's do some poppers Wait, i was like what kind uh, of poppers like rush that stuff like you know what rush is and have it like in a, in a little container like a five-hour energy container and you smell it and you just friggin go yeah. to, go to the moon have you done that and you get a headache yeah i've yeah. done it like a few times good good time so like the first time i did it was at a high school party i did it with one of my buddies and we were in like the back room, like my other friend threw a party at his dad's office. Uh-huh. So like <laughs> this kid's office, this kid's dad's office was probably like 10,000 feet. And they were like just in the process of moving in. So uh-huh. It's just an enormous floor of space. And then we set up like tables or beers, whatever, like 100 people. Um, my friend had poppers or maybe it was like another <laughs> kid had poppers. We took a sniff of it. And dude, we just put our hands on each other's <laughs> arms. And as soon as we sniffed, we were like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it was very fun. But seriously, after you <laughs> inhale that popper, like you get a massively bad headache. Uh, I don't know if it starts at like the whatever back here, like on your neck. I wanted to say like oof. cranium, but the cranium is your brain or something. Yeah. I don't know. But um, definitely would recommend sniffing it at least once. You can buy it at any deli, likely. It's called Rush. And you just take an inhale of it. It's like basically like a whiteout kind of... Uh, <laughs> White out kind of consistency. Yeah. And you just smell it and you go to the freaking moon. So the headache so I think is instant those though? are poppers essentially. Yeah, the headache's pretty instant. <sighs> That's it's like miserable. It's probably like, yeah, like a minute after you do it, you get like a pretty good size headache and then like, you know, it lasts like five minutes and then you just do like yeah. another sniff. How long are you like ripped for after it? Five minutes? Uh, no, no, no. It probably like the high lasts probably like. 20 seconds really? yeah dude <laughs> it's like a crack of of sorts or like whippets you know like you do it That's... do a whip it you're like oh for 30 seconds yeah. do the do it again screw in another one huh. yeah it can get really bad if you like get addicted to poppers I, but I don't think people really get addicted to poppers i've heard that the real reason that people use poppers rush is to like this might sound weird but like expand your butthole yeah that's what i heard yeah so like you can have sex easier in the butt yeah, that's uh, that's what like I thought it was drug, for. Yeah, yeah so, that's my association with the drug. So what happened? <laughs> so what happened with these random girls yesterday <laughs> on the street who are asking you if you want to do poppers with them? Did you do it? What were you thinking about it? I, <laughs> yeah, I I didn't do it. Uh, <laughs> I didn't do it. Yeah, there's part of me was like for the podcast. Should I just? Right. Uh, <laughs> damn it, you should. Where where are you guys going with the with these powers? Maybe that's like, what they. How, maybe they, that's they were both drunk. And maybe they, they had like, the same intentions. And, and you were like walking by them on the street, and then this is when it happened. I was just standing on the corner, and there were swarms of people. And yeah. this girl comes up, and she like gives me like a big hug, and she's like, 
so she have to be drunk, right? Have to be like, is oh, she big knew hug. who you were? No, <laughs> no, she acted like she knew who I was, but she like big hug, like like greeting an old friend type. Yeah. of just like, oh my god. Well, you seem like an old friend, man. Peter <laughs> you, Moran, just hug him on the street, bro. I'm us. dash Peter dash Moran. <laughs> yeah, it? yeah, I'm dash Peter dash Moran. Speaking that of the Venmo, that's the Venmo. Yeah, should we uh, talk about that quickly? Because I have Venmo um, is Peter dash Moran dash one. Send your money. Peter dash Moran dash one. Yeah. So I want to talk about this quickly. Um, you in the past, I guess, few episodes have talked about your poker gaming mm-hmm. situations and how you'll take money from people, kind of like investors, and then you put it in a pool and then whatever people split the profits 50-50. I had right. a DM sent to me that somebody wants to send you money, but they want to know the process a little bit more. I actually, understand. Okay, so it's actually Ruth from Palm Beach who uh, oh, really? <laughs> called in to episode 88 yes. of the podcast when we had Zach Tyler Eisen here from yeah, Avatar. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so episode 88. She's curious about um, you know, how the process fully works, what tournament will be played with what money. Uh-huh. So uh, kind of let's just break that down in terms of like yeah. if somebody wants to send you $20, how will they be able to track that money in a sense? This is okay. So let me uh, present two options because this has come up a little bit. By the way, I hope you got your return, a little 10% boost uh, that I sent you back earlier this week. Uh, uh, you, you, know. sent, you sent back a Venmo? Yeah. S- small I didn't victory. Even look. Small Dude, victory. I need to put my push notifications on Venmo. Yes, That's sir. great. Okay. Ter- yeah. Terrific. Nice. Small win for Ted, nice. slightly bigger win for, for Lizzie. For you know, kind. everyone's right. getting paid. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> All right. So there are two ways, two ways I could go about it is one, send me entry fee and I'll, and I'll play one tournament with your money. And if, again, I cash in 29% of the tournaments. So you'll, pr- the odds are 28, in one time, you had said, but 28, 29, 29 it's sure. 28 point something. 28.5. Yeah. To, you know, average it out. Yeah. Go ahead, sorry. So, so. If that's the case, if you go entry fee, this is how I'll do it moving forward. If you say entry fee, I'll play with your money one time. You'll probably you'll lose 71, 72% of the time. But if you win, you'll probably at least double your money. And there is the possibility, the rare possibility of like 100xing in like best case scenario, wow. right? You know, obviously a tiny percentage. I've only done that a handful of times ever. 100x as in, sorry, I'm not the best amount. 100 times your investment. Let me just try and get this together. $100 would essentially be $10,000. Yeah. If, if you were to 100x it. Okay. Right. Yeah. If I like won the whole tournament. Right. Uh, first And place. how often have you done that? I know that it has happened pretty recently, but like how mm-hmm. often are you, are you making $10,000 prize money? Uh I'll tell you how many first place finishes I've done. I did 55. I turned into 11.9K. That's the biggest win, the biggest like multiple and the biggest win in my poker career. When was that? That was about a year ago. 55. I I was first in a field of like 1,400 people. I turned $33 into $7,000 when I came in first out of 1,600 people. That was a huge one. I turned eighty-eight into seven or into eight point three thousand dollars and eight point seven thousand dollars first of like six hundred fifty people, um, and then I did first of like two hundred forty people with a recent win where I won. I turned three hundred twenty dollars into ten into ten thousand uh, dollars. So yeah, those, that's like five six times whatever it is uh, where I'd like break seven eight nine ten k. Um, but yeah, those those are like the biggest multiples. What's most like what most often happens in a given tournament that I score, I turn fifty five dollars into a hundred 
in six dollars okay that's like the bottom end you made it into the money you didn't get up then slow increases it's a very top heavy with the prize money if you make it to the final nine you can get significant multiples and with with each jump from nine eight seven six five four three two one they're huge jumps in in the prize money Anyway, if you send entry fee, I'll do that one-off time. To your Venmo, bigger risk. shout your Venmo out again. Yeah, Peter-Moran-1, send entry fee, I'll play one tournament. More often than not, you're going to lose the money, but if you win, it'll be a bigger increase. The other, if you say long-term, I'll put you into the fund for a week, and whatever the result of that week was, if it was plus 5 or 10 or 15, 20%, or minus 10 or 15 or yeah. 20%, whatever it is, at the end of the week, I'll send you back that multiple so uh the best move is just to in a venmo let you know what exactly the person playing wants yeah and then if they have any issues just shoot you a dm on ig or whatever yeah totally you know i yeah you can emails you can dm me whatever like talk about i get you know you don't want to be throwing randoms your money if you don't know what's going on right but those are the two options entry fee bigger risk bigger reward long term lower risk lower reward nice man yeah dude cool so have you saved a good amount of that money that you've been making from poker, would you say, like, what are you doing with that money? You know, I know in the past you've talked about how you've taken, like, a big prize piece and then just, like, paid down credit cards, paid yeah. down whatever the heck um, else you're paying down. But, like, are you putting a good amount of that money away? Do you have, like, a percentage that you take automatically? Yeah, I switch it up in terms of, like, what percentages I'll withdraw. Right now, I'm I'm not playing a ton, so I'm not making, like, huge gains or losses. It's pretty casual. Yeah. But uh, I'm taking out, like, you know, I'll, I'll have a small victory. I'll take out a couple hundred dollars. And now I am throwing in a little bit of cryptos. Because uh, I'll leave it because I withdraw into Bitcoin that's already in the coin base. So let's yeah. throw it around. Let's get some of that going. It's a little more fun. Watch the watch the money climb. Watch it sink. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm not, doing, I'm not doing anything crazy. And I won't until I get another... major cash that's when like decisions need to be made about how i'm going to use that money how much i'm going to keep in the poker fund etc uh but usually it's not as you know the huge wins don't happen that often usually it's like oh nice i made a 100 bucks oh you know i lost 100 bucks whatever like you know it's steady but but yeah i'm starting to diversify the the portfolio a little bit um i just like to have enough long shots out there that you never know like i might get crazy rich one day how do you mean like you put like five thousand in doge coins yeah like yeah some like random cryptos where or even yeah. just like at some point i'm gonna te- keep 10 grand tucked away under a mattress somewhere so if i'm ever really really down on my lock everything everything absolutely goes down the hall yeah. i got i got 10 grand and i take it i'm gonna i'll play the main event of the poker world series and you know maybe i'll turn it into nine million dollars is that a dream of yours yeah, for sure. Really? For sure, dude. Are you so kidding how me? Do you, how do you go about getting into the World Series of Poker? Like being T- on $10,000 buy-in. Oh. Yeah, okay. anyone can play. It is absolutely anyone can play. I mean, I wouldn't pay ten grand to play a poker tournament plus Unless travel expenses to, to Vegas, but I would play a qualifying tournament. Sometimes you can play like a $500 qualifying tournament. Oh, so you don't have to, uh, um, to do the $10,000 buy-in. If you win... That like, you know, say it's 100 people ever in, in for uh, $500. Yeah. Five people will get a tournament ticket to, to the main event. There are satellites like that. So I would do that sometime. Or if I had like a crazy big win. Sure. But, you know, poker isn't really a huge priority of mine right now. So I couldn't be like, yeah, I'm going to Poker World Series. I'm putting myself up in Vegas for a while. Like that would be that is a dream. But like I can't 
I can't mentally take. I can't have ten grand on the table right now. I can't right handle now. it. Right. Yeah. It's it's too. I wouldn't be able to like play my game. I would be too nervous about the money. I need to play with a buy-in where like yeah, I can yeah, take risks. I can lose it. Do you have a poker player that like you look up to or like a famous poker player? Oh, I don't yeah. think I know of any who. It's not people like the really famous one. Phil Ivey's probably the most recognizable Phil name. You Ivey? ever heard of Phil Ivey? Maybe is it I V E Y? Yeah, it is. Okay, maybe um, I've seen him then. He's pretty. He's kind of famous. I think he's probably the most famous poker player in terms of who I would look up to. I think Fedor Holtz, uh, who probably no one has ever heard of. No. And here, you know, he's obviously not uh, even a U.S. player, but I think he's the most talented poker player. Okay, what about Dan Bilzerian? You know this guy, he's, the, he's the Playboy player. guy. He sucks. So then, how does he have so much money? He claims he's like a pro poker player, has made a hundred mil yeah. at least from poker. Yeah, that's like but, been discredited by a ton of people in the poker game. So how does that mean he sucks? Like, what do you judge him like sucking by? Okay, know? sucks relative to him being like a major player in like the game of poker. Like that's not there are um, there are like super high roller bowls where like like. $300,000 buy-ins and stuff like that. He has a ton of money and he yeah. can play really recklessly and he's probably had some huge caches as well as some massive losses. Uh-huh. He plays really aggressively against wealthy, successful poker players that, have, that maybe have five, ten, fifteen million dollars, but not like his hundreds of millions of dollars to where, you know, the stakes are a lot higher for them. Uh, but he's not, he's definitely not on their level talent-wise. He just has a really deep bankroll and a lot of people in the game have said like, yeah, the way he talks about how he get his money, that's bullshit. Like he's a he's working um at a loss poker wise. Right. Yeah. I think he just like maybe it's good marketing, it's good for his brand, whatever, but like no, he's not he's not respected in the elite poker community by any means. Yeah, and also like the last year we really haven't heard much from him. Well, I mean like we the the real reason we heard from him was just cause like his lifestyle was so crazy. This guy Dan mm-hmm. Belzarian with you know, the girls, the renting of the $75 million mansion, yeah. uh, the parties, whatever it is. But I think he, like, came onto the scene just acting like he was a massive poker player right. who was a big right-to-bear-arms guy who just threw a ton of parties. But maybe that, that sounds just like an image. You know, oh, that yeah. sounds like a really cool image. I mean... And that's I, probably more so what it was. Yeah, hopefully like, we've moved on playing. from the need for people like him to be famous. Hopefully we... Like, like he... I, you know... Yeah, he's just if you're I, like like if you're dudes who are really like into Dan Bilzerian, I I think it's embarrassing. I, I, yeah, I like I don't know. Like really oh yeah, you're at a you're on a boat with like forty five women and yeah. like a pile of cash and guns. Like what are you actually doing? What is well, like how fun yeah, is like that party is, is brand, like right? everyone's just like trying to get a good boom for their Instagram story and he's like sitting next to a pile of guns like that doesn't sound like a fun time the, one the, douchebag and a bunch of women trying to get pictures I want to say I think the days of the talentless influencers are uh-huh. slowly coming to an end you know like you see these new YouTuber guys are not so new but like yeah. the TikTok kids like the the Sway House the uh, yeah the hype house like these kids are on um on youtube now like doing vlogs like filming their entire day so like yeah i think that that is more so like the transformative wave like okay if you're gonna be really rich and famous and act like you're super cool and you're doing shit i think you have to actually be super cool and doing shit you know whether yeah. it's like bryce hall putting together a vlog and being like going and uh like telling other YouTubers to go box him or something like that, mm-hmm. or he's going and working out or talking shit, whatever it is. I yeah. think that 
uh, the influencers now just have to sh- have more time on the camera and more time talking with the people who are actually showing them love. You know, like yeah. Dan Bilzerian really came out like a few, probably like, what would you say, two or three years ago? That's like five, he, six. Oh, okay, sorry. So like five or six years ago, just posting to Instagram and looking to just put a picture up of the wildest thing that people can just imagine in the background. Yeah. You know, so like he'll post... A picture, like you said, with 40 girls on a boat with a tiger, you know, like right, right. behind him or something. And then $200,000 in cash. Now, if if like if he did that now, I just think people would be less impressed. You know, like yeah. there are more people that are interested in the behind the scenes than ever before. Peter, it seems like it's changing. And that's what I'm saying. Like the days of the influencer where you're posting a picture of a bikini on Instagram to your two million followers, like it's not getting as much hype as it used to, you know, like you put, you used to be able to put fashion over, uh, jeans in an ad and you get 5 million likes. Like now (laughs) it's not the move. Like now people want to see you jog in your fashion over jeans or whatever, you know, like see more behind the scenes. Yeah. We have here with your phone, you know, for the the clip. I mean, stuff like that. You Yeah. You need to connect with your audience. Also, the more saturated social media gets the whole, just like shock factor of wealth. Isn't really as impressive. Like I even had that thought the other day. Like I walked by like a really, really nice McLaren. Like I don't, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, brilliant McLaren. And I'm like, there was a point in my life where I'd been like, this is cool. I need to get a picture of that. But now you just see so much of that on Instagram where we're like, yeah, sick supercar, dude. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. And the dude was getting a dollar slice pizza. Right. <laughs> Stepping into his McLaren with a dollar slice pizza from the store next to me. That's absolute trash. It's like, come on, dude. Get, his priority get straight, man. you know, get yourself a civic and have a decent meal. You know, I think <laughs> in the past year and a half, I've kind of switched my mindset to, yeah, I used to think that that shit was fucking cool. But like yeah. now, if you look at like the trajectory of which way the world's going and Peter, you feel free to please disagree with me, but like I disagree. It just seems that like cryptocurrency and other investments that are going to change the world, it, there's just so much more potential than there was two years ago. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like two years ago, you can argue like, oh yeah, I don't want to put like a hundred thousand dollars in Apple. What? So like right. my stock will increase 5% each year. That's not yeah. fun. Whatever. I'll just buy a McLaren for the same amount of money, even though it's going to go down in value, whatever. So you're saying people that, are spending less because there's better I, investment I opportunities. Am, I am. I am. Mm-hmm. Like when I see a McLaren like this, I'm thinking in my head, like way different than I've ever yeah. thought before, you know, like, or whether it's like, oh, am I going to buy the J brand jeans or whatever? I'll just go to yeah. Zara and save $200, something like that. You know, Smart. like I used to be about the flex, man. And now I'm not good. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'll, I, I have four pairs of jeans that I wear. I have three or four or five, whatever, nice sweat fitting sweatpants. And I noticed yeah. like you were kind of the same, you know, like I'm pretty sure we have these exact same jeans. Oh yeah. I keep it simple with yeah. the wardrobe. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's just like Steve jobs, Bill Gates <laughs> and whatever, less decisions, Mark Zuckerberg, your boy, yeah. uh, less decisions a day is just better. Cause then you've got a uh, more creative thinking mind. But yeah, in terms of this younger generation, there, there's an, a trajectory that's going in a way that we've never seen before. You know, like 10 years ago, you couldn't put your money in something and be like, okay, in the next few years, this is going to be the new wave, right? Or correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. No, I, I mean, there's always stuff where we can look back and be like, well, I wish I'd invested yeah, in like that. I wish, you know? I, put, I wish I put $10,000 in Uber, you know, right. five years ago. Right. right. 
Yeah, so there's, but but you're right that there's probably more more like, opportunity for the everyday person. Yeah, I mean, I don't consider people that can own a McLaren everyday people. I mean, <laughs> no, if you got McLaren no, money, I mean, you can get in the mutual I mean, fund. Or in but the I mean, now like five hundred dollars today could be a life changing amount of money in five years. Yeah, there's, th- there are more speculative opportunities. Yeah, uh-huh. that's probably that's probably true. Yeah, um, yeah. Peter Dash Brand Dash One, send me five hundred dollars. I'll change your life. Absolutely, and I, like the, like Dogecoin, man. If you yeah. put in, if you put five hundred dollars in Dogecoin a year ago today, it'd be up fifteen thousand percent. Yeah, so, like like little things like that. You were talking, you know, you put it in speculative cryptos. Forget about your money. Check it again in a year. Do not check it every single day because yeah. you're, you're just gonna, you know, you're gonna lose your shirt. You're just gonna want to sell whatever it is. Like my one of my buddies. Bought XRP at like fifteen cents, and now it's well, whatever today is. Now it's around like one dollar and ten cents. So yeah. he bought it at fifteen cents, sold it at like thirty-five cents, made a crazy profit. But like, look what look how much money yeah. he's missing out on right now. And it's just like this crypto wave. I mean, to me at least, in in the in the but in the bottom of my heart, I think that it's it's a revolution, man. I mean, it's it's changing the way we are going to see money, man. It's the new internet. Why? The, why, why? What? You you? Yeah. There is it validity. Me, there's validity in the crypto investing, but yes. you sometimes just start throwing around Ooh. buzzwords like you're like do. doing like well, like you're well, just gobbling up just a like presentation. Understand to listen, you know, grab grasp onto my words. Yeah, but 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 I need some substance from you. Okay. Why are sure. why like like. Yes, there are some where we could get major profits, but wow. there's a ton that are going to lose. And just like That's any true. other speculative investment, like, yeah, a lot of people are going to get screwed. A lot of people are going to lose their yeah. money off. Well, of I wouldn't say put your life savings in a speculative stock like Dogecoin yeah. Yeah. or XRP or Cardano. You know, you don't want to put it in something speculative, but something that has shown true tra- trajectory over the the life of its existence mm-hmm. that's something that you can don't have to put your entire life savings into it but like but most of your life let's, <laughs> let's take out you know 10 percent of the s&p money that you put in mm-hmm. you know years ago and let's let's be a little bit risky like that's how we're gonna get wealthy you know what i'm yeah. saying like we're not gonna get wealthy man just keeping our money in the s&p 500 now while we'll get I good think- returns yes you will make maybe 10 percent over a 10-year span but like Let's take out 10% of that money and put it in speculative shit. Or you put it in stuff that's you had has shown that your trajectory will stay consistent. Yeah. Ish. And people calling crypto super volatile, it's it's the beginning of the wave. Like it's going to be a little bit volatile. Like when the internet came out, man, it was volatile. People didn't <laughs> what understand. What was volatile it. about the- <laughs> Well, people were like, "All right, this is just a fad." Yeah. You know, like same thing with the plane, same things with cars. It's just a fad. Oh, it'll last, but like it's really more convenient to use a horse. It's really more convenient yeah. to at, you know, after the horse didn't work. It's really more convenient to use a car, plane. Now we can use the freaking Hyperloop that Elon Musk yeah. made. I don't know, they're just there are times throughout each generational period that there is a revolutionary thing that takes us almost to the moon or to Mars, yeah. rather, Peter. Well, That's, I think, what I'm saying. You know, I'm not a financial analyst by any means. I am, I am. I'd say, a slightly smarter than maybe the average person, and I see yeah. trends coming. But, like, I'm not a genius, but I think that when you see things that are changing around you, you have to pay attention to it. Don't be so yeah. stubborn, you know? Don't listen to Warren Buffett when he's talking about Bitcoin. You know, like, this guy yeah. has made... How much money after his 55th birthday? Probably 99% of his net worth after his 55th birthday. Well, you know like, what that not, is? Yeah, what? Patience. Yeah. That's what you... Compounding it's this, interest. The like, compounding interest that you deter people that. from. Yes. Now, now, granted, you know, 
if you're starting with Warren Buffett money, you don't really need to to be as aggressive. I agree with the light. Yeah, throw a little bit in there, let it ride, see and see if you get a nice payday. It. Yeah, but for the most part, like we told uh, Tom in the last episode, you know, play play. If you got the money, play it safe. It'll always be there. It'll keep building. I don't really think I'm going to tie it back. What do you mean if you got the money, play it safe though? I if you if you have a good chunk, like yeah, invest a small portion in in something like more volatile. But for yeah, the most yeah, part, yeah. like you're in a great position where you have enough where that ten percent compounded annually is like going to be a big deal. It's going to help you out a lot, uh, and you don't need to go crazy to like oh well, I only have a grand and I want to like turn it into something. You're like sitting on a good pile but of I cash th- and but, you can be comfortable think, for a long time. But I think time. we got to pull the trigger and be risky sometimes, man. Especially Perhaps. in the, especially in this age when you can what a hundred x your money. Yeah, uh, I'm going to tie it back to, to poker before we get out of here. Sure, please. 2019 or 18 World Series. Uh, poker? Yeah. Of baseball. Yeah. We still need to have a catch in Center Park. That's that's right. Um, just about to hit my five-year not throwing anniversary. Oh, wow. Yeah. But you're going to be okay throwing it from like 40 feet, you and I? <laughs> 40 feet? Yeah. You, want, you don't even want well, to go have, a full six. Bro, you haven't thrown in five years. I'm I trying to be nice to you on air. I pick up a baseball you. right bro, now. We'll and... go for a 90-yard toss. <laughs> yeah. 90 yards, sorry. <laughs> 90 feet. I mean, that's also home to first. That's <laughs> cash. 90 feet, yes. Cash. Right. Oh, oh I, my you, God. I'm going to catch it with the... You're going to yeah. get the baseball right on the mitt. You know that? that you're going to be icing your hand. When you just... Yeah. Get that... Oh, yeah. Flip it. You're going to be icing your hand. Talk about um, the the poker. Oh, my gosh. I might have to bring a catcher's glove. So this dude, he he was in first place with the final three people. Sorry, you're talking about worth of years of poker. Yeah, first place with the final three people. He ended up losing, getting knocked out in third. He won like $3.2 million. I think it was $9 million to first place. And they were talking to him like, you know, big disappointment. And he was like, you know what? It's not after like $100,000. It's not really any different to me. I'm just probably going to like get some food. Wow. And then, you know chill out for a second then get back into working on my strategy and he had a good point like that's more casual than most people would react to that kind of a payday Uh but in terms the reason i'm less into like the huge risk aside from you know being a gambling addict uh is because like I don't I don't think my life would be like way better if uh, I suddenly started making a million bucks a year. That's a good thought. I'd be less stressed, but but once you that's once you hit the non stress amount of money, uh, not even quit your job non stress, just like you know I'm not I'm not worrying about making payments. That's where that's where you want to be. Well, you don't want to stress. Me, then let me ask you this again, like like you said before, we uh, sprint out of here. If yeah. you were to make a let's say a life changing amount of money, or you did win like. Two million dollars in a mm-hmm. poker tournament. Would you quit your job? Yeah, yeah. Two million dollars. Okay. I quit so my job. So then that's changing your life, making your life easier. Yeah. But what would you do with that two mil? Do you think? I would you could do a very calm investment okay. that I could live off of right. casually and right. not have to not be like, oh, I might not actually make what I need to make this. Yes. Year. Okay. Great. So that's what buy, I do. So a buy Peter, another pair of jeans. Peter. <laughs> Peter Dash Moran. Dash one. Uh, okay. Peter Dash Moran Dash one on Venmo. And uh, in the Venmo, there's like a little typing box, as you know, I'm sure if you guys <laughs> use Venmo. Let Peter know what you uh, would like him to do with the money. I'm sure he'll write back. And if you have any questions, I'm Peter Moran on IG. Send us an email, tedjonesworld at gmail.com. And Peter, this was a lovely little episode. No need for a listener email today because we got into a listener DM. Correct. And uh, this is great. So everybody listening, happy Monday. Peter, got anything else for us or what? Happy birthday, guys. All right. Happy birthday. Goodbye. <laughs>
Thanks for tuning in to the Ted Jones World Podcast with Peter Moran. Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe. We've got new episodes dropping every Monday, Thursday, Saturday at 12 a.m. Follow us on TikTok, Ted Jones World Podcast. Hell yeah.